Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Inspiring you to bring God back into the conversation of the day. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles. friend, what comes to mind when I say the commands of God? What comes to mind when I say the commands of God? Maybe what comes to mind is the Ten Commandments. Maybe what comes to mind is what Jesus calls the first and the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, or as I like uh, the way it was described to me as a teenager, it's good, very sticky. This stuck in my mind. Love the Lord your God with all that you are, all that you have, and all that you do. What comes to your mind when I say the commands of God? You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LeBurge. In the, in the last teaching of Jesus to his disciples before he is arrested, tried, and crucified, um, among the things that Jesus says to them in John chapter 15 Uh, He says this, this is my commandment. Love each other. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. And there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command. Now, there's a lot in there and we could spend a long time unpacking it. Um, It is today's Growing Your Faith verse of the day from John chapter 15, verses 12 to 14. Jesus is literally about to lay down his own life for them when he describes that as an act of love, having commanded them to love each other in the same way that he loves us. There's no greater love than this, Jesus says, than to lay down your life for your friends. I call you friends if you do what I command, and I'm about to lay down my life for you. So Jesus' command to love is demonstrated in his own act of love. He lays down his life that we might have forgiveness of sins and the possibility of living reconciled lives to God, lives that are right with God and so that we can be right with ourselves and right with others. This is love, John later says, not that God loved us, or not that we love God, sorry, but that God loves us. And gave himself up for us. Greater love has no one than this. So when Jesus says, you are my friends, if, that that feels like a big if at this point in the conversation. It's one thing for Jesus to be my friend. It's another thing for me to be his friend. Do I lay down my life for Jesus? I certainly want Jesus to count me among his friends. I mean, don't you? You are my friends if you do what I command. That's what Jesus says. And so if the test of friendship, according to Jesus, is self-sacrifice, then how is it that I am laying down my life today for Jesus? Maybe that's what the Apostle Paul had in mind when he said to the Christians in Galatia, I have been crucified with Christ. I've laid down my life for him. 
It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You're my friends if you do what I command. And the test of friendship, according to Jesus, is this laying down of one's life for the other. Maybe that's what Paul had in mind um, when he wrote to the Christians in Corinth, 2 Corinthians 5.15. Christ did die for all of us, and he died so that we would no longer live for ourselves, but for the one who died and was raised to life for us. Christ commands us to love one another and demonstrates that love in laying down his life for us. So how are we, in turn, going to lay down our lives today for him? That's really the the question provoked by this commandment to love each other in the same way that Christ has loved us. Let us uh, consider today the commands of Christ and friendship with him. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Hey, news is going to come at you fast today. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to process through it? You're going to hear a lot of news headlines today. Um, The United Auto Workers Union um, is now on strike against all three Detroit automakers. How are you going to process that? You're going to hear about the indictment of the president's son, Hunter Biden, for falsifying a document when purchasing a gun and then owning a gun when actively using uh, crack cocaine. How are you going to process that? Looks like we're headed uh, of a sh- to a shutdown of the U.S. government on October the 1st because Congress has very few prospects of arriving at an agreement to fund the government in the next few workdays. How are you going to process that? The, uh, the Eagles beat the Vikings, or better said, the Vikings lost to the Eagles. How are you going to process that? So the headlines come at us fast. Than Bennett is joining us. The Equipped is the podcast uh, and, or, and, the, and the show here on Faith Radio on Saturdays. And so we want you to meet Than if you've not met him before. And we want you to check out the Equipped at MyFaithRadio.com. Than, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. Carmen, it is such a joy to be with you. It's a joy to be with you first thing in the morning. I, I actually, I know we haven't met, but I heard that you have a farm and we have a bit of a, har- <laughs> a hobby farm ourselves. that makes me a morning person. And so, uh, yeah, we've got that in common. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Okay, well, then it's fortuitous that you're here on a Friday, because on Friday, we like to have the, the Friday farm report. So do you have a quick Friday farm report from, uh, from your farm? I certainly do. It's, it's one that might not be, um, well, how shall we say this? Farm life has an ebb and a flow to life, Carmen, right? <laughs> oh, no, totally. and, and, and we hatched out uh, baby ducklings this week, <gasps> but none of them survived. So, mm-hmm. so, so we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of dealing with that with our children, but you know, honestly, not, not to make light of it, it's honestly been a very good thing for our kids to, to care for living beings and then recognize that, you know, uh, the, the ebb and the flow of life, all things here are temporary and, uh, it's actually been a very practical way for them to learn that. Yeah. We, um, we, uh, I had to walk a fence line last night, um, for hours cause I had to find the place where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the line had shorted out because we have one naughty calf who won't stay in unless that, unless that fence is hot. And so Weasley, Weasley has been out more than he has been in, but, um, but, uh, I feel confident that this morning he's going to be in where he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We also oh. now have a coop. We also now have a coop cam because, um, Although we have enough chickens that we should be getting a lot of eggs, we've been getting like 
mm, really like two a day. Like it's just not not at all what they should be producing. And um, so something's getting in there. Mm-hmm. So, so so the first thing that I, I love the name Weasley. I think that tells mm-hmm. me everything I need to know about your your cattle <laughs> operation. Uh, but yeah, we, we've had a fox issue with our chickens. So yeah, the coop cam. Hopefully that'll be the first step in remedying it for you. But it's it's always something, Carmen. Always it's always something. something. Chicken's on everybody's plate, man. So um, Fan Bennett is here to uh, help us get equipped. The Equipped is a newsletter. It is a podcast. You can hear it here on the Faith Radio Network on Saturdays at 4 p.m. Central, or you can always find it at MyFaithRadio.com. So before we get into the question of what's in the Equipped newsletter and what would we be hearing on the podcast, let's do this, Than. Let's get to know you a little bit. Um, So... What's your approach to processing the news headlines through a gospel lens? Yeah, you really teased it up so well in your open there, Carmen, when you asked the question, how are you going to process that? You know, I, I, I think that most of the news that is available for our consumption today is actually designed to cause fear. Um, and, and the reason it's designed that way is it because it gets you to tune in. It uh, also keeps you captivated. It keeps those clicks happening. But for for a Jesus follower, we, we know from the Word of God that fear paralyzes. It keeps us from staying on mission for the gospel. We find that in 2 Timothy uh, 1.7 where he says he's not given us a, a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. And so at the Equipped, we are trying very intentionally to walk through the news in a different way. And we, we do it a couple of ways. The first one is very simple. We, we try to apply Philippians 4, 8, and 9, which says we should be focused on everything that is true and noble. We call it the true and the beautiful, Carmen. So we bracket our news between a section that, that stands on truth, the truth of God's word. And then after we consider the news, we close with something that is beautiful from creation to sort of reposture ourselves in an optimistic way as we go back into the world. But just, just very quickly, we, we try to do three things. Rather than consume news, we try to look at the news in a way that will help you have a factual understanding of it rather than you know a slanted narrative. Number two, we try to equip you to analyze it for yourself. You know, so rather than taking a talking head's opinion of it, rather than taking fans' opinion of it, we try to put in there links to source documents so that you can read source documents for yourself and learn how to analyze the news through a biblical lens yourself. And then I think the most important part, Carmen, is, is the very last part. We we try to look for what the Bible says our role is as Jesus followers. We don't just want to know how it impacts the world. We do want to know that, but we want to know what the Bible says about our role. And almost always, uh, Carmen, that comes back to, to service. Um, and I, I guess maybe the, the one thing I would say on that is, you know, we think about Jesus's ministry and we, we sort of like the flipping tables because it, it sort of, it sort of, you know, justifies our rage. And that was a, that was a real part of what Jesus did, but the overarching uh, theme of Jesus's time on earth was one of service. It's marked by the servant's towel, the, the the foot washing basin, and then ultimately the cross. And so we are looking for those ways to interact with these news stories in a way uh, that reach the vulnerable and, and reach the hurting. That is so good. One of the things that we say here, Than, um, is that we're seeking to bring the mind of Christ to bear on the headline news of the day in order that we can walk our faith out into the world that God so loves and do so in ways that honor Jesus. When people ask me, like, what are you doing on the show? I'm like, 
I don't want my Christian friends to embarrass Jesus today when they go out there and encounter the realities of the world. So if we can just encourage one another to not embarrass Jesus in the way we handle ourselves, and that includes handling, you know, whatever the the latest, you know, spike information uh, is out there, then, uh, you know, then, then I'm going to feel pretty good about the time that we spend together. So we're going to continue our conversation with Than Bennett here in just a moment. The podcast and the newsletter is called The Equipped. You can sign up for the newsletter at fanbennett.com. You can listen to The Equipped right here on the Faith Radio Network or right there on your Faith Radio app, which I know you already have downloaded on your phone. And if you don't, you can text the word app, A-P-P, to 877-933-2484, and we will get you equipped with that right now. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. So glad you are listening to Mornings with Carmen. This is Bill Arnold. I would love for you to check out my podcast in the afternoons. It's called Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Spent the entire marketing budget coming up with that name. But we do scripture engagement and have lots of fun. Make sure you can check it out at myfaithradio.com. Dan Bennett is here with us this morning. You can check out The Equipped at MyFaithRadio.com or on your Faith Radio app. You can hear it live every Saturday at 4 p.m. Central um, on the Faith Radio Network. You can sign up to receive The Equipped newsletter at ThanBennett.com. Than has two N's. Bennett has two N's. So there you go. Um, Than, let's uh, let's jump into just a few of the headlines that you have covered in the latest edition of um, of your equipped newsletter. So I'm looking at the September 13th edition. Um, talk with us about the true. Yeah, so the true is the segment of the newsletter we start with every week. We stand on God's truth, and this week we talked about every good thing. Carmen, uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 forms the overall foundation for the equipped newsletter, uh, talking about how Jesus followers can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Uh, but every good thing is something that we find a little bit later in in Bible. It's, we find it in the book of Philemon. This is a this is a story about three men who are all followers of Jesus, but they're very, very uh, different. They have different experiences and lots in life. We all know Paul. He's in, in prison on account of his faith, but he is writing this letter to a slave owner. He's writing a letter, this letter to Philemon, who owns Onesimus. And, you know, I, 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 the, the question that I ask in the truth this week is, this is a Jesus follower who probably thought that this was okay because everyone around him was doing it. It was a part of the cultural norm. And it took coming into face-to-face contact, uh, contact with another Jesus follower with a different perspective for Philemon to have to grapple with this question of whether or not he was following culture or following God's word. And so, uh, we, we, we look at Philemon 1.6, which says that I pray that your partnership with us. So he was calling him a partner, even though they had this difference. This partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. And so just to kind of be concise with it, Carmen, we, we're trying to equip ourselves for every good work, but sometimes that requires growing in the knowledge of every good thing. And one of the tools that God has given us is the ability to interface with fellow Jesus followers, and this is key, who look to God's word as the authority. 
not just another believer's opinion, but another believer, another follower of Jesus Christ who looks to God's word for authority. Sometimes that's the best way to come into contact with something that is in line with the culture in our lives, but is not in line with the authority of God's word. The way that Paul um, invites Philemon hmm. to see Onesimus differently is, I just think, just such a beautiful gift in the book of Philemon. Um, you know, see this, see this man as your brother. Mm-hmm. I see you as a brother. Um, you are in Christ. That's now how I see you. Um, see, see Onesimus as your brother in Christ, um, because that's who he has become. And that change of perspective on one another is huge. And um, so, yeah, Philemon, such a, such a great gift. And what a wonderful verse. I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing that we share for the sake of Christ. So good, so good. All right, and then we jump into um, a conversation about a decision by the Supreme Court in the country of Mexico to decriminalize abortion. We actually talked about that here on the show. So I'm going to jump ahead to the second story that you highlight, which is the one about earthquakes and floods in North Africa. Um, And so can you just talk with us a little bit? um, Because now, you know, we're we're talking about the death toll in Libya, um, the death toll being 10,000, the missing Mm -hmm. around an additional 20,000. And so take with us, take us into these conversations about what has happened in Morocco with the earthquake and the floods in in Libya. Yeah, just a devastating time for the North African region, Carmen. You're right. The the numbers just, I mean, they increased by the minute, unfortunately. And uh, that was probably, you you could sort of see that was going to happen with the number of of people that were missing. But um, first in Morocco, you had a 6.8 magnitude earthquake and then several aftershocks. And the aftershocks uh, maybe did as much damage as the initial earthquake because of the weakening that had happened with the first one. And then just, just not too far away in the region in in Libya, the flooding that you mentioned and just, just the devastation coming out of Libya. It was already, you know, it's already a place that suffers from a lot of poverty. Uh, this flooding has, has not only taken a lot of lives, but it has really destroyed the, the life that many Libyans knew uh, before this. It's, it is now the largest uh, flood event in North Africa in recorded history since 1900 as measured by a death toll, Carmen. And so, uh, you know, w- in the equip, what we try to do, even in these very difficult situations, is look at our role. And, you know, I think so often we can dismiss our role of prayer for people who are suffering. And yet that is just always the first thing that we are commanded to do in Scripture. And so, we're encouraging people to pray for the people of Morocco and Libya. But I also want us to, I think I would say I want us to take a step back, Carmen, and say, okay, what does this story say about how I should look at my life? And, and we pull out James 4.14, which reminds us that life on earth is but a vapor. And just to evaluate, just for a moment today and, and this week, are we living to make deposits in that which is eternal? Everything that we have here on earth could be gone in a moment. It could be gone from an earthquake. It could be gone from flooding. Um, even if all goes well, it will be over relatively soon against the long sweep of history. So are the things that you and I set our hands to today, that we give our resources to today, are they impacting 
that which is eternal. And when we see a devastating story like this, we need to pray for those who are suffering. We need to give and serve tangibly when we can. But I also think we need to evaluate our own lives and see if, if they comport to an eternal reality. Um, the, the flood in Libya and even the conversation about, you know, floods in recorded history and death tolls, um, I actually, you know, sometimes it's the, it's a little child, right? Who says something that you're like, oh, yeah. So I had this conversation. Again, she's nine, my, my granddaughter, Evelyn. And she's like, hmm, you know, there is a recorded flood where more people died. And it did happen in that part of the world. And I'm like, huh, yeah, she's right. It's in Genesis. And so I, I think that, right, sometimes we, um, we are tempted to forget what God has already revealed to us in the conversations that, um, that we might have based on um, what God has revealed in his word. And so it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a sobering conversation. It's an important conversation, and it's certainly one that we as people of faith can be equipped to have, and that's what you're doing for us. All right, there's so much more. Um, there's so much more in the Equipped newsletter and uh, and certainly in the Equipped podcast. So I want you to connect with Than Bennett if you haven't done so already. You can um, subscribe to his newsletter at thanbennett.com. You can listen to the Equipped at myfaithradio.com or on the Faith Radio app, which hopefully you have downloaded on all your connected devices. Um, Than, are you going to come back and talk with us regularly? Have we like hooked you in for that? Uh, we've not done it, but as long mm. as this is the time slot, Carmen, nice mm. and early in the morning after the yeah. farm chores are done, I'm in. Let's do it. All right. All right. We we now have you on the hook. So uh, Paul will uh, <laughs> Paul will figure out all of the all of the details. But yeah, dude, we want you. We want you back regularly. We love these kinds of conversations. It's, this is what we want to do every morning. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And the payback might be that your granddaughter has to contribute to the equipped because that should have been a part of this story. Well done. It's okay. She's um she's willing. She's willing and able. Evelyn is on it. All right. Um, I'll get you I'll get you I'll get you hooked up with her. All right. Thanks, Than. Blessings. Likewise. Let's go upwards with Max Lucado. Oh no, wasn't that nice? Thank you so much for all of your encouraging notes um uh on the text line this morning. Yes, thank you uh, so much to each and every one of you. Good morning, Joy and David. Good morning, Mary. Uh, good morning, Jamie. Uh, good morning, Gail. Some of you, I uh, I don't know your names because all I see is your phone numbers. So sometimes you got to tell us who you are so we can, you know, put get our information up to speed. Our phone doesn't know your phone yet, so uh, so sometimes you got to tell us. So thank you so much to those to the person in the two one eight and the seven six three. Uh, and the 513. I see you. I see you. I'm reading you. If you if you want to text me during the show, the number is 877-933-2484. Our friend Dan, uh, Dan DeWitt, I almost said Daniel Bennett. He's not here today. Daniel DeWitt is uh, going to join us. Theo Latte is the blog. Um, he brings the mind of Christ to bear on what's going on. Um, I think what I will describe as in the smarty pants world, um, and Dan DeWitt has a a way of talking about what is happening in the culture that um, leads us back into what philosophers have said and leads us uh, to consider what others are thinking about uh, the things that we're talking about. And so we're going to talk about happiness. We talked about happiness yesterday, and I asked you if you were happy, and we roamed around in that for a minute. And today I'm going to ask you the same question, um, but it's going to be about 
are you happier now? So when were you happy? Do you remember a time when you were happy? Are you happier now than you were then? What what makes for happiness? That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Dan DeWitt is joining us now. You can find him at his Theo Latte uh, blog and his site uh, by the same name, theolatte.com. Daniel, good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Carmen. What's crack-a-lacking? Mm-hmm. It's Friday, <laughs> so we have covered a bit of the Friday Farm Report already. Um, what's on tap for uh, for the weekend for the for the DeWitt crew? Well, it always includes sporting events. So we were at a mm-hmm. football game last night for my youngest son, Josiah, and then um, our oldest son, Isaiah, plays in the band. And so we'll be at another football, high school football game tonight. And then I head to Southwest Baptist University on Sunday, where I will be hosting Sam Alberry, who will be speaking on campus this week. And then I fly to Texas to speak at a conference. So it's a busy few days it, it, coming up. We love Sam. He has all the berries. Mm-hmm. All the good fruit. He is just... I, I mean, I've joked with him like several, on several occasions. I'm like, I just think about all the good fruit when I talk with him. So there you go. All One of, of the sweetest guys ever. I actually have totally. in the Worldview Reader, I have a link to he and Ray Ortland's new book, um, You're Not Crazy. So if you're oh, listening, nice. check check that book out. It's based on their podcast they do together. Gospel Sanity for Weary Churches, Ray Ortland and Sam Alberry. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Okay, so uh, again, you should go to theolatte.com. We are going to look at some things that are in this week's Worldview Reader. Um, and we're going to lead off here with actually something, Dan, that you have written, and it is about um, happiness. Are we actually happier now? So um, the question is, you know, this this progressive um, worldview that says everything's getting progressively better. Uh, this is a secular worldview approach to things. Um, it doesn't feel like they're right. No. And, you know, of course, I would never want to place make happiness like the chief way to measure truth. Um, I'm reminded of what C.S. Lewis said um, in Mere Christianity. He said, in religion, as in war and everything else, comfort is the one thing you cannot get by looking for it. If you look for truth, you may find comfort in the end. If you look for comfort, you will get neither comfort or truth, only soft soap and wishful thinking. Uh, My wife and I once made Christmas gifts that were all the hand pumps that you put soft soap in, and we put Mm -hmm. that quote that quote on it and then gave it to to people. I thought it was kind of, kind of cute. Um, but we can't, you know, Lewis is right. If we make comfort our chief end, then we're going to miss out on truth. But if, if the truth of Christianity is indeed true, then it should change um, our outlook on the world, our outlook on ourselves. And this article by Rod Liddell in the times is, is a great reminder that Christianity does indeed lead to flourishing. Now, we may not feel like it today, and we may not feel like it at this particular moment in life, but the reality is that when we take a step back and all things considered, recognize what Christianity has to offer us, it leads to the kind of stability and self-esteem and self-restraint that Rob Liddell um, mourns the loss of. In fact, he asked the question, now that we've banished Christianity in the U.K., are we happier now? And he talks about how that secularism really doesn't 
fill the space that Christianity once held. He writes, humanists welcome the decline of the church, but they have provided nothing in its pl- to put in its place. Two prominent God-bashers, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens, both rewrote the Ten Commandments to prove that we didn't need them in the first place. But their efforts were transient and banal, the kind of uplifting guff you might read on a leaflet from your local trust. The truth, I suspect, is, however simplistic its shibboleths, Christianity inculcated in us a certain quiescence, and it worked. We do not seem to be happier now, do we? He asks. And I think he's absolutely right. And the truth is, first of all, secularism can push Christianity out of certain places, but it can't hold its own. What ends up filling the vacuum is not a lack of religion, but either a humanist religion or often Islam. And the question that he's left asking is, is this better? He he says our favorite pastime now is, quote, buying more crap for ourselves, end quote. And his point is that the materialism we focus on in rejecting Christianity leaves us wanting more. Yeah, if your hobby is shopping or if your hobby is organizing your things or if your hobby is um, the production or acquisition of more things, right? If it's if it's thing-oriented, um, there's probably a, a question there. Um, I mean, even if... I mean, like reading books is not a bad thing. Writing books is not a bad thing. But if that's the source of my joy, then um, it's then it's misplaced, right? I mean, I think that part of this is a conversation, even among um, thoughtful Christians who might say, well, the things that I'm uh, collecting and the things that I'm um, producing and or acquiring and putting up in barns, those are good things. Um, and that's still a that's still a worldview that is about consumption and acquisition mm-hmm. and accumulation. It is not a self-sacrificing, self-giving, um, dying to self, living for Christ way of life. That is what the gospel talks about. Absolutely, um, and you know, if we're honest, we all experience regularly um, dis disillusionment. Um, disappointment, you know, things, so much of life is juicy fruit bubble gum, right? You know, it's amazing for about 30 seconds and then it it's like wet cardboard. Um, and that's why I think the book of Ecclesiastes is so helpful in the Bible because it reminds us that life is difficult. It's challenging. There are good things that can be enjoyed. There are difficult things that should properly be lamented. But in the end, it really di- boils down to orienting our lives around God, finding our fulfillment in Him, and having the kind of soul satisfaction that comes from knowing that He is ours and we are His, as the the verse you pointed to earlier about being friends of God. And um, that's, that's the kind of stability that Liddell is saying, you know, we've lost something. And even though he's not a Christian, he identifies with a um, a liberal religious leader who I won't quote entirely in kind of a cheeky British way um, when asked, do you believe God exists? And he says, how in the world would I know if God exists? Mm-hmm. Well, the Christian has the kind of soul settled position that we know of God's existence and our acceptance in him through the story of the gospel that's been confirmed in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And that changes the way people Live. I mean, I'm reminded of an article from several years ago by another atheist, and the title of the article was, Africa Needs More 
um, needs Christianity. And the, the point of that article was exactly what Liddell is pointing out here, or Little, and that is that Christianity has a way of shaping cultures. And we may find in not only neglecting it, but trying to force Christians out of influential places where they're able to have these kind of culture shaping roles. We may find that that's actually not a good thing at all. Um, we may not be any happier as little point, point points out. Do you remember um, Jeremiah Johnston's book? Um, I'm, I think it was like un, uh, unimaginable what the world would be like without Christianity. I mean, it goes, it goes back a few years. This is probably, I'm thinking that I talked with him in one of the early years that I was on the radio. So let me, let me yeah. guess that it's like 2017-ish. Um, and basically what he does is he just like peels back all the things that exist in culture today that would not exist um, if Christianity were not the storyline that we'd all been following for the last 2,000 years. Uh, and so every every university um, and every school um, that has a, a you know a Christian foundation or origin, every every hospital, um, every effort at, at at orphanage or orphan care or the care of widows that has a Christian origin, every I mean just think about all of the things that exist in culture because of Christianity, and he he pulls them out. He like he like has them evaporate from the scene. And then you look at the world that would be, um, and it's unimaginable. It's unimaginable to us, but it's worth considering because that is exactly the agenda of those who would like to see Christianity, Christian churches, Christian people, Christian institutions of every kind um, removed from the scene. Um, And so, uh, you know, Christianity has tremendous power for good and, and much good is done everywhere all the time, not only by Christians, but by institutions that Christians have built and organizations that Christians have formed and efforts that Christians engage in. And so I think that is a part of this conversation as well. Yeah, one Christian author described Christianity as it likened it to a key, a key um, species which is the kind of species that if they're present in an ecosystem, the entire environment flourishes. And he gives the example of the California otter, who um, when it's present in an ecosystem because it eats a certain kind of lurch and a certain kind of species that destroys the kelp, um, and it's the only species to eat that, um, that when it's there, that even the kind of species that like to eat California sea otters, um, that even those predators flourish. And so Christianity has this way of leading to and supporting and shaping culture. And Little's pointing out that when it's gone, it's not it's not a good thing. But I'm also reminded to go back to C.S. Lewis, who said, however, in the midst of the social benefits of Christianity, we, we want to remind people who listen to us that we preach Christianity not because we believe it's good or helpful, but at mm. the end of the day, because we believe it's true. Um, but it's the kind of beautiful truth that can fill your life with meaning and purpose. That's so good. That's such a helpful reminder, um, as always. So we're talking with Daniel DeWitt. We are working our way through some of the things that he has posted in this week's Worldview Reader at Theolatte.com. We're going to talk next about 
simply our need for a Savior. Do you need a Savior? Um, in what way today? For what loss? For what lostness? Not a favor, but a Savior. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. I don't know if you're listening to Jelly Roll, but a lot of people are. Uh, Jelly Roll is a is a singer, songwriter, entertainer. His, the video for his song Need a Favor has more than 21 million views on YouTube. Um, and so we're going to talk with Dan DeWitt. You can find information about this and a link to the video at theolatte.com. Uh, Dan, um, I need a favor. I need more than just a favor. I actually need the favor of God. I receive the favor of God, or I find myself in the favor of God because I know the Savior. Um, and so I, my conversation would go somewhere in the direction of um, the Savior gives me access to the favor, and the favor of God is really what mm. I need, not just favors. But sometimes all mm. you can muster is praying for a favor. So want to talk about that? Yeah, life has a way of challenging everything we believe. And I think that it's always remarkable. It shouldn't be so quite so shocking that when the bottom falls out, that often we look to God. And even people who say they don't believe in God, um, when challenged, yeah. find themselves praying in a position of prayer. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm even reminded since we just... Um, you know, celebrated would not be the right word. We commemorated, remembered 9-11. The after 9-11, that churches were full. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you recall that, you know, it was, um, I know my church was, and I heard mm-hmm. from others around the nation that that was their experience too, that when when life is really challenging, we often go back to very simple truths. We believe there's a God. I would argue theologically that's because God made us to know him. And so this song is about um, being in a spot where there's no one who could really help or offer the kind of support we need other than God and recognizing that we've neglected that relationship with him. And we, we've all experienced that in different ways um, to where our prayer for a favor also includes a prayer of apology and repentance. God, I'm sorry. I have not been more mindful of you, but I desperately need you. And so Jelly Roll um, is one of those artists who just transcends genres. He's categorized as a rapper, but he's had, you know, um, awards for rock songs. He's had awards for country songs, the country music um, awards recently. He won big. And so um, he's an interesting guy. I have a link to an article, Eight Things You Might Not Know About Jelly Roll, that's in the Worldview Reader as well. But in this song, he says, hanging in there just barely, throwing up prayers like Hail Marys. If you're still there, Lord, spare me. 
And if you watch the video to the song, you'll see that it gives context to the lyrics because you see a father who's running to a hospital room where his daughter is just to make sure she's still okay. And so the beautiful thing about Christianity is that God hears even the prayers of souls who are cognizant of their unworthiness and aware of even their lack of genuine effort hitherto, but are fully conscious of their present need. And in fact, sometimes those are the prayers I think God is really tuned into when we know we need him above everything else. And so if I could quote just one more part of the song, he says, I only talk to God when I need a favor, and I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who am I, to change the lyric there, who am I to expect a savior if I only talk to God when I need a favor? It's a prayer of repentance and a prayer of dependence. First of all, um, hitherto is not a word that people are using today. I just I just feel like you and I have acknowledged that. I'm just, so I'm just, just going to go on record as saying uh, I did not in advance authorize Dan DeWitt to use the phrase, what term, a- the mashup word hitherto. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that just mean like in the future? Up till now, yeah. Up what about to, oh, here see, to four? I have it backwards. Wh- here to wh- wh- here to four. Mm. <laughs> Can we have a whole post um, one week on hither to and here to four? Yes, we'll we'll talk about words that need to be revived. I it's, and I'm the, the revival I, of words. This that would be good. That'd be really good. The revival of words that we need to hear more of, and then because they give us pause. When you say hither to, I have to pause and be like. Okay, wait a second. Which direction does that I'm going to Google that, that to make sure I'm using it right. And then there to four. Um, so th- here's what you know. <clears throat> here's what Carmen's mind is doing while uh, we're having this conversation. So every video that you ever see on YouTube or anywhere else in your all of your feeds, especially like Weather Channel videos, everyone is always and only saying the same thing as they are capturing video of some horrible thing happening. So as they're capturing Mm -hmm. video of a tornado on the horizon or they're capturing video of a tsunami or they're capturing video of uh, of the earth shaking beneath their feet, as they're capturing a video, they all say the same thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what their worldview is. That is the human instinct to cry out, oh, my God. And then I also thought as I was uh, reading this and reflecting on it. Um, when I was a teenager, um, the phrase that was like used in, in, in the common parlance of teenagers of my day was like, spare me, spare me, which meant basically Hmm. leave me alone, but spare me really means God help me. Hmm. Anyway, there you go. Those were the thoughts I had while I was reflecting on not only my need for, favors from God, but the favor of God. And the only access that I have to that is through the one who is the savior. So there you go. That was Amen. my two cents. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, you know, hitherto and there to four. <laughs> I did Google it. It's, it's until now or until the point in time under discussion, just for, for the sake of the listening audience to know they, the technical definition. Um, but yeah, when we are pushed into a corner, when we are squeezed, um, if you cut us, what comes out is a longing for transcendence, a longing for something beyond our present circumstance, a longing for God. 
And the the beautiful thing is, as we talked about with that song and that video, is that God hears the prayers of those who desperately need him and acknowledge. If we'll just acknowledge our need, why does it take such difficult circumstances to get us there? He'll listen to us right now, this very moment. And we need him this moment, even if it doesn't feel like times are tumultuous. We need him now. He's available now. He's listening now. Mm. Um. Yeah, I need you. Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need you. Mm. So good. So good. So helpful. Uh, Dan, as always, thank you so much. Uh, blessings upon you and your people. Um, heretofore. No? Theretofore? <laughs> I don't know. From from this point forward and ever after. Amen. That's Dan DeWitt. You can find him at theolatte.com. I encourage you to check out this week's Worldview Reader. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. Okay, yes, thank you for all of your help on the text line this morning. Uh, hitherto, heretofore, theretofore, all mean the same thing, like from the past up to this point, in the past. Henceforth means, you know, from here forward, into the future. So, henceforth, let us uh, let us praise God. Henceforth, let us call upon God. Henceforth, let us find our favor from the one who sent the Savior. There you go. That'll be uh, my my additional thoughts on the matter. Uh, yes, I'm going to look up old archaic words and see which ones we need to revive and bring forward. Because, you know, I need a project today. You probably need a project today as well. Maybe you're feeling like a project today. Um, in any case, let us be a, a prayerful people, turning to God for um, help, turning to God for salvation, turning to God for provision, turning to God turning to God, repenting of our sin and our need for a Savior. So how do you need to turn to God today? In what area of your life do you need to turn things over to God? Do you need to turn around toward God? Henceforth, let us be a people um, who turn to God, not just for favors, but for favor, acknowledging our genuine need for a Savior, and then acknowledging that The Savior has come, and his name is Jesus, and he loves us through and through. We've got another hour together here on Mornings with Carmen. Yeah, good uh, good thought fodder for the day. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LaBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.